Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features, plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air. Here's your host, Neil Scott. Welcome back once again, Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. We are on location. It is our salute to successful addiction treatment, what it is, why it is, and where it is. This coming year, we're going to visit 12 select treatment centers around the country that have proven to be successful. We'll be visiting with the top management representatives, medical and clinical professionals, frontline counselors, and grateful alumni who will talk about the difference that treatment has made long-term in their lives. What exactly is treatment? You know, we often carelessly throw that term around without really knowing what it is or what it means. You know, so-and-so just went into treatment or she just got out of treatment. Well, what exactly is this thing that we call treatment? What specifically happens when someone is in treatment? How and why is it successful? And where can you find good, successful treatment? Now, once a month, we're going to visit a different treatment center that has proven to be successful in the treatment of addiction. And we'll explore these questions. We'll meet the professionals who do the treatment. And we'll visit with people who have found long-term recovery following inpatient treatment. It's our year-long salute to successful treatment on Recovery Coast to Coast. I'm Neil Scott, and tonight we are on location at one of the oldest and most successful treatment centers in America. It's Sundown M Ranch. It's located on 35 acres of land just outside of Yakima, Washington. Sundown M Ranch treats over 2,500 people a year. Founded by people in recovery for people seeking recovery. It's based on the original Hazelden model. Sundown M Ranch treats adults as well as adolescents. They are the oldest non-medical residential treatment center in the state of Washington and unquestionably the most affordable. We'll take an inside look at why Sundown has been and continues to be successful, how they can afford to treat individuals at such a low cost, and some of the unique characteristics of the program. We're going to meet the executive director, the medical director, frontline counselors, and some of the people who share in their own words what makes Sundown M special. It's Recovery Coast to Coast on location, Sundown M Ranch, along the gorgeous Yakima River Canyon. Let's begin at the beginning, as we go back to the mid-60s, when two men, both in recovery, decided to help other alcoholics and find long-term recovery. Sound familiar? Well, 30 years after the start of AA, James Oldham, a bureaucrat with the State Department of Health, and Merrill Scott, a retail executive at Seattle's Bon Marche department store, set out to make a difference, and that they did. Their legacy now is one of hope, help, and recovery at Sundown M Ranch. Scott Munson's the executive director of Sundown. He will join us now to talk about what it was like, what happened, and what it's like today for this pioneering treatment center. Welcome, Scott. Oh, thank you, Neil. That's a great introduction. Uh, how and where did this all begin? You know, it really it really started with uh, with Jim Oldham, and he, and he was hired by the his gentleman recovery and hired by the um, 
Washington State Department of Health to, mm-hmm. to go around central Washington and open up what were assessment referral, information referral centers. Right. Uh, most communities now, if you've been around a long time, knew them as CACs, community right. alcohol centers. Many have transformed into, into, into treatment programs in all these communities. But really it was a recognition to, to go around and create a place for people to go get some information about alcoholism. Jim had been back to, to Minnesota. Um, actually, I've got, a, I've got a picture of him receiving an award from Marty Mann. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, but, uh, and he came back going, you know, Washington State really needs a program. We need, we need one of these residential treatment programs. And he went and, and, and talked to his friend Merrill Scott, who, um, you know, we lost Merrill probably four or five years ago now at the age of 96. Wow. Merrill then was uh, in his early 50s in, in managing the Bon Marche. Also in long-term recovery. Also in long-term recovery. That was probably the... <laughs> Jim knew who he was talking to when he talked to Merrill, because if there's anybody you knew who could get something done and wanted it done yesterday, it was Merrill. And so the two of them held a, held a meeting in April of 1967 out at the old location where we were out in White Swan, which mm-hmm. was an old boarding school that was that was out there. And they pitched this idea to start a treatment center. And within 60 days, they had incorporated, had gotten an $80,000 employment grant to put members of the Yakima Nation to work to renovate the space and opened March 4th, 1968. From there to here, it's been a wild ride. It has been. I think, you know, if you if you look back at the early years, it really was just about taking people, for lack of a better term, from Skid Road mm-hmm. in, in Seattle. And it's really just a place for people to, you know, dry out. Treatment consisted of painting the fence, picking up cigarette butts. Um, and staying sober. And staying sober and going, and going to meetings that were held at the at the program outside AA people would come in and, and hold meetings and it was pretty simple when uh, I came to work in 1985 we moved into our current location and actually moved the records and I can remember some of those original records were really just a small piece of paper with a name and an address and when they came in and when they left and, and I'll tell you things have come a long way since oh, then oh my goodness but there were lean times in, sure. in the beginning, and, and, and really to kind of to, to talk about what Merrill meant to this place, he was, a, he was the first board chair and got the organization started and then was transferred by Allied Department Stores back to Seattle and, and had an executive job. And the board came to him in 1972. Um, Sundown was broke and in danger of, of going out of business. And they really went to Merrill and said, you got any ideas, what can we do? Merrill's idea was to retire from Allied Department Store, and him and his wife Mary moved on to the location of Sundown, which was out in the middle of the Yakima Indian Reservation, a small house that was that was there. And really, the the reason Sundown is here today was that decision that Merrill made. Scott Munson is joining us. He is the executive director of Sundown M Ranch in Yakima, Washington. How did you get the land? Is what 35 acres here? Now this that that's an interesting story. You know, um, one of Merrill's dreams always was. Uh, yeah, I remember the old Sundown was an old boarding school built back um, in the 30s. So while they were only leasing it for a dollar a year, they were spending several hundred thousand dollars <laughs> in maintenance to, to keep it going. And Merrill always believed that, that people deserved a nice place to get sober. Dignity. Dignity. Yeah. Respect and dignity was really a basis of where how he viewed it. And he quickly started trying to save money 
and and looking to to build a facility. So they were originally tried to get a long-term lease on the 80 acres out in, in White Swan. And the owners of the land weren't in favor of that. Some of the stuff was a blessing. I, I will I will tell you would not be able to have the the size of the facility we have now there just because of staff. It's it's a very rural area. 30 minutes from from really any resources, it would have been very difficult to have. You know, we've got a couple hundred beds here and 160 employees. It would have been difficult to, to do that. So they started looking, and there was there was another piece of property that they had put money down on, and we're going to purchase. It's just um, west of here. And the neighbors pushed back. Not in my backyard. Not in my backyard. And it was interesting. I was not around then, but as, as the story goes, the board was pretty split. You know, no, we're going to fight. We got every right to be there. And, and it was really Merrill that led the charge saying, you know, we're going to be welcome where, wherever we want. And then this piece of property came became available. And you couldn't find a more ideal place. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, if you've not been here, we're right along the Yakima River at the, at the um, south end of the Yakima River Canyon between Ellsberg and, and Yakima. And you really drive down the hill into the canyon and you feel like you dropped off the face of the earth. So you kind of come back into our little spot here, and you really do feel like you're 100 miles away from anywhere. We're two miles from a freeway exit, 15 <laughs> minutes from town. So it really is, it really truly was. You think there's some divine intervention there. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it truly is the perfect spot. We get that re- retreat, serene, peaceful atmosphere but then we're we're close to emergency services we can we can handle the staff size that we have and they all live close enough and it's really been a blessing and if someone wants to leave treatment it gives them second thoughts about uh, walking away (laughs) well and particularly if you're not familiar with the area you know one way is not bad you can find civilization in about a mile or two the other way it's about 25 miles before you hit any civilization (laughs) so you want to make sure you get that choice right what constitutes good treatment scott First and foremost, I think I think you want to look for a program that wants to take a good look at the individual's history and decides whether or not they're appropriate for them. If you call a program up and they say, we treat everything and we're the experts in everything and we can take care of everybody and we can solve everybody's problems, I think you want to look somewhere else. All programs have a set of individuals they work the, the best with. I think you want to find somebody who's going to help you access your insurance, access resources. You want, a, you want an organization that's going to include your family and, and other supportive type people in your life rather than just say, yeah, we can take you, we got a bed, and, and, and we'll provide you services. I think there is something to be said for longevity. Not that there aren't new people starting new programs all the time, but you want to look, you want to look for somebody with a track record. Like anything else, check with people you know people you trust that have had experience with with services. For those of us in the industry, we sometimes can lose sight of how difficult it is to reach that decision point and then try and access services and and try and know where to go and and who to talk to. It's really a time you need to reach out to, to, to people you know and try and get some feedback from experiences that they've had. One of the barriers to treatment, obviously, is finances. You you don't treat people for free. Yet Sundown seems to be uh, certainly the most affordable treatment center I know of. How can you treat people at such a low rate uh, as opposed to other treatment programs? There's a a couple of things that go in our favor, and and the first one I'll go back to, to Merrill. 
Again, his business sense and, and, and business background really put Sundown on a strong financial footing that we've been able to, to maintain. Um, when we came into our new facilities, he had he had plenty of funds to to get started, and we were actually able to pay off the mortgage quite quickly. Always want to make sure your financial house is in order. That helps us. The other thing is you need to understand. You know, we have a motto here, and the patient's the reason we're here. And every decision we make is based on what's the impact of the of the patient. So we started out early on, really developing a program. Got to remember, it was before insurance. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was before people had access to other other benefits and people were having to write checks and 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 pay to come here so we've always been very cost sensitive so we've done a good job of identifying those individuals that we can work with one of the things we don't have we don't have an extensive medical staff that saves a lot of costs it limits some of the folks we can take you know we've developed good screening tools the truth is we can take most people you know, anybody that can be at home or, or not have to be hospitalized, we can generally take, and we've got systems to do that. But those are really the, the basis of it. We haven't added expensive add-ons to the program, and we've always made sure that our financial house is in order. Scott Munson is joining us. He is the executive director of Sundown M Ranch in Yakima, Washington. When people ask me about treatment centers, I always say that a treatment center is only as good as its staff. As wonderful of a facility as you have here, and as wonderful as the facilities are around the country, the brick and mortar, the the, the canyon, the rivers, the swimming pools, all of that, it's really about the staff. And that is one of the things that has impressed me the most over the years about Sundown. Talk about your staff and how they are sundown family i can't quantify this but I, but i get around a lot i would i would be hard pressed to find any other program in the country that has a longer tenured staff than than sundown does you know we kind of joke around here after you put in your first 10 years as a counselor here you're kind of out of rookie status uh, <laughs> no longer <laughs> newcomer <laughs> You got you got to earn your stripes, but but I really think that that speaks to 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 a couple of things, and probably first and foremost, the commitment that that our clinical staff has to to the patients, and I've also got to say that's not just the clinical staff. I have support staff that that work in our housekeeping and our kitchens that have been here 20 years, that all really support and and are part of the treatment program. You're going to get the same message from from my kitchen staff, my housekeeping staff, and, and my house manager staff than you are from the from the clinical staff. The other thing, we're committed to, to education and training. Our counselors are always going to, to training and education. They're continuing their schooling all the time. We have tuition assistance programs and educational programs. I think the other thing that's unique, just the amount of training and staff time that we have outside of clinical time. We hold daily staff meetings with all of the staff. So they're receiving education, supporting each other, staffing cases. So it's very much a team effort in the services that we provide. When people think of treatment, they think usually 21 days, 28 days. The reality is that recovery and, and, and treatment to a greater extent is, is much longer than the inpatient phase. There are some treatment centers around the country that treat and release. They're more interested in the person who's going to be coming in the front door than the person going out the back door. Not the case with Sundown. You have a good continuing care program and a good alumni program. You know, the, the 
treatment, the initial intensive phase of treatment is really only as good as what happened when somebody leaves the, mm. the, the premises. I think the, one of the strong things we can do is get people involved in 12-step recovery. Right. I mean, that's the lifetime of recovery. That's, that's where the continuing support comes from. That said, we also know that, that one of the strongest ways to improve outcomes is to keep people involved with a professional program whether that's our continuing out or aftercare program or something in their own in their own area that connection with a professional as they're leaving ideally you'd like to see that go for 90 to 180 days really want to look at success, look at what they've done with airplane pilots and, and doctors that mm. they keep engaged for up to five years. You see recovery rates over 90%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, accountability. <laughs> accountability. You can't really create that in everybody, but that's really what you're, you're after, that connection, that support there when an individual's got a moment to make a decision. And to have that support and be and be supported in a, in a healthy decision rather than one that can be very destructive. Scott Munson is joining us tonight. He is the executive director of Sundown M Ranch. Where do most of the patients come from? A little over half of our patients come from the Puget Sound area. Mm. That's where the majority of the state lives, so that's where the most of our, our patients come from. And then we get a, a smattering from uh, other states, from Oregon and Idaho. We do quite a bit of business with Alaska. We average referrals from 27 or 28 states every year and occasionally get an international referral. So we we can go quite far to get people to come in, but most of them are from here in Washington State. And your price point is such that the people can, af can afford to fly from anywhere in the country, go through treatment, and still it would be far less than what they would pay at other facilities. That That's correct. You can fly the individual and a couple family members out, mm -hmm. and still it, uh, it proves to be more cost-effective to come here. Talk about the importance of your family program. One of the really unique things, and again, you know, some of this, how it, how it happens are for practical reasons, and it's turned out to be um, one of the cornerstone components of our, of our program. Back in, in the late 70s, the staff at Sundown decided they really needed to involve families. They really needed spouses, in, in, mostly in, in, those, in those days, to come out and be part of the program. So they developed a family component. Well, as I said, White Swan was fairly remote. There was no hotel anywhere anywhere near. It was 25 minutes away. So they had a um, they had a trailer there, uh, a mobile home, and they set it up for families to to stay there. So when Merrill designed this place, there were 24 rooms for family members. Mm -hmm. um, when we expanded and, and doubled the capacity for women, we built a building just to house the family members. So it's very unique. I don't know of any other program where the family members are actually housed on campus and are part of the treatment program while they're, while they're here. So it's really one of the stronger components of our program. Scott Munson is joining us. He is the executive director of Sundown M Ranch. It is located here in Yakima. We are on location. What do you say to someone who says they've tried treatment for their loved one and it didn't work? You know, like any chronic illness, it's a difficult process to, to intervene and change. I mean, you really need to look at it like any other diabetes, any other kind of a chronic illness. Just because the first things you try are not successful doesn't mean you don't, you don't keep trying, keep providing services. You just, you just never know when that moment's going to come for the individual to, to make a decision and do things differently. It's interesting. This seems to be the only disease that I know of that people shop for. 
if you have cancer, you're not going to call around and say, how much is your treatment? And uh, I'll, I'll get back to you. And, and, and yet that's what we do. And sometimes people equate the highest cost of treatment to the best treatment. And that is so wrong. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the things you see now going on is as we're kind of having this this complete, you know, reviewing, redoing, repackaging of healthcare. <laughs> I think you are starting to see people ask those questions. What does it cost? How right. do I compare quality? It is like anything else. Price doesn't always equate to to quality. I think, you know, if you talk to the to the business folks and the marketers of the world, sometimes too low a price hurts you because people equate that with poor quality. We really want to talk about value. We're really here to provide a, a quality service to individuals at affordable price. And I think you can you can certainly find that here. I think people are beginning to discover that in other areas, that just because they're charging a lot of money doesn't mean you're, you're getting what you're paying for. Scott Munson is joining us tonight. He has something in common with many of the staff members here at Sundown, and that is you went through Sundown. You know, many of us, when, when I when I first started here, virtually all of us were former patients, and as we've gotten larger, that less so. But there's still a significant number of us, not only in long-term recovery, but uh, found our recovery here through Sundown and Ranch. I think that really makes it really more of a mission in our lives and, mm-hmm. and a passion than, than just a job. Describe Sundown and Ranch in one sentence, Scott. So many words came to mind when you when you asked me that question. Um, the first one that came to mind was it's hard to put it in a sense. First word that came to mind was caring, and the second one was was peaceful, serene. The one thing I hear over and over when people come here and they and they come down the driveway, and they pull into the place and they get out of their car, there's a there's a tranquility here. There's a there's a warmth just to what it feels like to be on the campus. It's almost hard to articulate what it is, and and I've come to believe in it because I've heard it so many times from from all kinds of different individuals that have come out for a tour, have been part about this. Is there's just a feeling here, and I really think it is that that history, that foundation. This was this was developed by people in recovery looking for a place to develop a place, to build a place where those that were seeking recovery could come and be supported and be cared for. And I think that sense and that feeling lives on. Built on the building blocks of hope. You know, I'll give give my my youngest daughter a little credit here. She was about five years old, and, and, and she was talking to her mom, and she said, you know, love and hope is wonderful, but I think hope is better. Scott Munson, joining us on Recovery Coast to Coast, Executive Director here at Sundown. That is where we are tonight on location, Sundown M Ranch, and we will continue with more right after this. I lie to all my friends. I mean, I look right at my kids and lie to them. I make excuses to my family. I make excuses to the people at work. I hide the truth from everyone. Cover up at family holidays, you know, act as if everything is okay, pretend I'm happy. Every day, I deceive everyone close to me. This man isn't addicted to drugs or alcohol. He's just addicted to covering up for someone who is. He thinks it helps, but it doesn't. Find out what does. For more information or help, call 800-662-9111. Nothing destroys young lives and tears families apart like chemical dependency. But you have the power to put the pieces back together again with one call to Sundown M Ranch. Sundown's nationally recognized program and professionally certified staff treat each individual teen with care and compassion. 
safe, gender-separate, successful treatment. Sundown M Ranch helps put families back together. 1-800-326-7444. 1-800-326-7444. Call today. Reason number 22 to switch to GEICO. We think renters are cool. Now, we don't know if you were born cool or if it's just all the cool stuff you have in your apartment. The point is, if you want to protect your considerable coolness, ask GEICO about renter's insurance. For as little as $12 a month, you can protect all the stuff you hold near and dear, including that combination flat-screen TV espresso machine. Now that is cool. For a fast, easy rate quote on renter's insurance, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. Our next exercise, killing spider in bathroom. As you hear your wife scream, begin with a light jog, then run to bathroom. Four, three, two, one. Find spider on wall and squat and squash. Squat and squash. Spider lunges at you. Now scream like a schoolgirl. Good. And sprint. Now run. Life is exercise. Snickers Marathon is energy. Great tasting, nutritious, long lasting energy for the demands of your day. Grab a Snickers Marathon in the energy bar aisle. Aha! <laughs> Think earlier. Brew Starbucks at home. Available where groceries are sold. Today is the day. Think earlier. Brew Starbucks at home. Available where groceries are sold. Welcome back once again, Recovery Coast to Coast. We continue our salute to successful addiction treatment, what it is, why it is, and where it is. And tonight, we are at Sundown M Ranch in the middle of Washington State, just outside of Yakima. Beautiful facility, 35 acres of, of serenity. And joining us in this particular segment is Amanda Navarro. Amanda is the house manager, or one of the house managers. Uh, how many are there here? Oh, there's probably about 15. 15. 15 houses? House <laughs> managers. 15 house <laughs> managers. You've been in recovery yourself for three years. You're now working at Sundown as a house manager. For people listening, and, and what we're trying to do is convey what treatment is to people around the country, what is a house manager? We actually meet the people after they get checked in the administration. We come over and get them and walk them to their room and kind of show them around a little bit and make them feel at home. What's the general feeling or attitude or apprehension of someone coming into treatment? Well, they just don't know what to expect. Mm. They're going to be away from their families. And, I mean, drugs is their best friend, so they're kind of saying goodbye to their best friend right there. It's it's a very scary feeling for them. A lot of anger. Sometimes. Mm. more I see more um, scared mm. and nervousness. Do you find that people try to bring some of their friends with them when they go into treatment? Friends being drugs? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so you have to make sure that uh, the, the friends are uh, left somewhere else. Yes. We take them to their room, and I let them know I'm going to kind of go through their stuff, and they're fine with it. And usually if they have something, they'll just give it to me right there, and, and we get it disposed of. Yeah, and, and those that don't, have some creative people trying to hide <laughs> some stuff? There's all kinds of creative things, yeah. but I don't think there's anything I haven't seen yet. So, <laughs> Tell me what happens to the patient coming into sundown in the first, uh, say, 72 hours in terms of their attitude, in terms of you know, just really acclimating to the treatment experience. Well, the first 72 hours, it's really kind of just getting to know the facility and their group members. And, and I, I'd say they're still kind of apprehensive, mm -hmm. 
I always tell them their first week is their hardest. That's what I've seen. You yeah. know, just get through the first week because you can't make calls and call your family and stuff. It's kind of a, a blackout period. So, so the first week is a blackout period. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're not really having any contact with their family, and they just really have to get to know their group members and rely on them. House manager, what does the house look like? I mean, do they have roommates? Do how many rooms to a, to a building? Well, there are, in the adult building, there's four wings, and there's 12 rooms to every wing, but there's two sides to each room. So there's basically 24 rooms. And each room shares a bathroom, so there's a bathroom in between the rooms. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they've got their own space, queen-size beds. It's beautiful. Their own little patios. and. So they don't have roommates. They have people that they share the bathroom with. Yes. It's it's kind of in the same room. When you walk in the door, you can go right for one room and left for the other one, and there's a bathroom right in the middle. What about isolation? I would think when some people come in, they would not want to be around anybody, and they're, they're just kind of stewing. How do you integrate them early on? We kind of sick the older um, group members on there them. You go. There you go. <laughs> the ones that have been here for a couple of weeks and kind of know what they've gone through, and, yeah. and we just ask, talk to them, and they know what's going on, and they'll go in the room and kind of get them out. Amanda, and we're talking to um, Amanda Navarro, who is one of the house managers here at Sundown Name Ranch. What is a typical day like at sundown? Well, they get up in the morning and they go eat some breakfast. What time do people get up? No, well, I come in around 7.30 and they're all kind of just getting up around then. Mm-hmm. And then they have breakfast. I mean, and they have excellent breakfast here. We have really good, good food. Oh, good yes. Food. I mean, anything you can think of. The other day I walked in and smelled bacon and it was like, I wish I was a patient all <laughs> over again. Yeah, they eat breakfast and then usually go take a shower and make their beds. And, and they have lecture at 9 for about an hour. And then after lecture, they go to group, and that's for about an hour and a half, and then they have lunch. They get about an hour and a half before they have to be back in the lecture, and then mm-hmm. group again at 2, and then they get out at 3 and, and a little bit of free time. Mm-hmm. They, do, they do have some free time. Oh, they have some yep. free time, and yep. then they have a gym that they can go work out in. and It's structured, but they have time in between to do what they need to do or, or you know, maybe even take a little nap if they need to. One of the things that has impressed me over the years about Sundown M Ranch is the number of staff members who are alumni who started off by going through treatment here, finding recovery, and are now working here, sharing that recovery, sharing that experience. Tell me a little bit about your story. Well, when I was 21, I was uh, involved in meth really heavily, and CPS took my children away, and I had the choice of going to treatment and getting them back, and so that's what I did. I had no intentions of really staying clean. I just wanted my children, and... So I came into treatment, and I came here to sundown, and I was scared. I remember being terrified. I thought I was the only one in my town that had ever been to treatment. I had never heard of treatment before. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the only one that I knew of that had been CPS involved, so I was really beat down, and I was really down on myself. Shame. A lot of shame. I didn't think I was going to meet anyone that was like me. My family didn't want anything to do with me, and so when I got here to sundown, you know, it was about 13 years ago that I came through here, and the 21 days, I mean, it's a really short amount of time to really get back everything you gave up out there, but I started to get a little bit of self-respect back and to realize I was better than uh, doing what I was doing. I didn't need to do that anymore, and for some reason, I started getting this feeling that I was meant to be greater. They knew that I was still pretty sick after the 21 days, 
and they actually sent me to a two-month recovery house after this, but after sundown, I didn't stay sober after I left here. I still went out, but I, I, I remember hearing a lot of what my counselor would talk about when I did relapse. And so the seeds were certainly planted here. Definitely. Uh, I wasn't ready when I got here, but something was planted in me so that when I went back out, in a way, sundown helped me come back. I don't know. I still get emotional when I talk about mm -hmm. it, but, um, you know, I, I just remember feeling structure when I was here, and I didn't have that out on the streets. I was sleeping in parks. My life was completely chaotic, and just having a clean bed to sleep in and good food to eat and just being warm and and when the counselors or, or even the house managers when they would look at me I knew that they actually cared it wasn't just like oh she's she's a paycheck you know I felt like they actually cared about my life mm. and I never had that before ever in my life had I had that until I came to sundown so. when you left treatment how difficult was it to leave because oftentimes people come into treatment kicking and screaming they don't want to be here and then suddenly they find the family that they didn't have. And in a heartbeat, it's time to, quote, unquote, graduate, to move out. And, and that's scary. I, I tell a lot of the new patients that are coming in when they're really scared that I understand. I tell them, I cried when I got here because I was scared. And before I knew it, it was time to leave. And I was crying because mm -hmm. I didn't want to leave because mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect when I got out there. So I know that feeling exactly, you know, just being scared, not knowing what to expect. And then once you get used to it and you you understand this is a good place, you know what to expect out on the streets. And, and you've got to apply what they've taught you in here. And so it's scary. I didn't want to leave. I would have stayed here forever. <laughs> you eventually applied what you learned uh, and you have been in long-term recovery now for three years. Yes. How'd you get back here, here as a staff member? You know, I was looking for a job everywhere. And I never thought to come and apply at sundown because for some reason I just didn't think I was good enough for some reason, you know. And I, I was I was actually at church and uh, someone that works here told me, why don't you go apply? And I was like, okay. But I didn't. I waited like a week. And he said, you know, they're hiring. So I finally did. And I had a job three days later. I started off in housekeeping, which was really cool. Like, I don't think I would start off anywhere else but housekeeping because I kind of got to know the ropes, you know. I got to stand back and watch everything. And the patients don't really see you kind of as a mm -hmm. as an employee, so they kind of treat you different, you know. They, it's like you're their friend. I don't know. It's just different. I, I kind of just got to sit back and watch how everything was ran for a couple years. You know, it's, it's totally different on this side. I had the opportunity to go house manage in the youth facility, and so I did that, and that's when I knew that I wanted to be a counselor. Uh, so what I did was I went back to housekeeping, and I started going to school. And now I'm over halfway done with school, and I've got my CDPT, so I'll be training. I came back to house manager, and I'm just waiting for an office, so. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How's your recovery going? Recovery's great. I actually just went to a big convention, spent a whole weekend on the beach with a bunch of people like me, and, and went to speaker meetings and workshops, and I go to meetings all the time. I, I only hang out with people in recovery. It's pretty great. What does sundown mean to you, Amanda? Sundown is family. I take pride in working at sundown. I feel that I don't only show myself in a professional manner at work. When I leave work, I'm a sundown employee, and I feel that uh, I have to represent sundown wherever I go because I would never want someone to see me 
act in a manner that wasn't respectful and then come to sundown like the next day and be like, well, I don't want to be the reason why someone would doubt recovery. Sundown gave me my life back. It gave me my children back. Not only gave me my children back, but it's teaching me how to be a mother. Whenever I face a situation with my own children, I run straight to a counselor's office. And I do, I run to like three or four of them just to see, you know, get different at, you know, what different people say. And, and most of the time they all say pretty much the same thing and then I do what they say. <laughs> this is radio. Unfortunately, you cannot see the smile on Amanda's face, but I can tell you that it's pretty wide. And I always say the bright side of addiction is recovery and you certainly embody that, Amanda. Thank you. Amanda Navarro joining us tonight in Recovery Coast to Coast, one of the uh, house managers here at Sundown M Ranch. We're taking a look at treatment from the inside out. Some of the successful treatment programs around the country, this certainly is one of them. And um, Amanda, nice enough to join us tonight. I'm Neil Scott. We're going to take a short time out. We'll be talking to more members of the family at Sundown right after this. Thank you for calling AAA. How can I help you? Oh, great. Hi, we've got a major malfunction going on here. What's the problem, sir? Well, the problem is that some friends and I decided to go whitewater rafting down this river just outside of town. Sounds adventurous. Yeah, well, it was until one of us who kept his keys in his pocket lost them, hello, <laughs> when he fell, up, oh, I'm sorry, was thrown out of the raft by some supposed That's tidal wave. Real big. Oh, so you're locked out. <laughs> well, we were until our friend Brian came out with an extra set of keys. So you're not locked out. Uh, no. But Brian is. Nice job, Brian. The genius locked his keys in the car when he got out to give us our extras. Bummer. Exactly. Well, tell Brian to hang tight and we'll be right out. Oh, you are the best. See, I told you, man. They're the best. At AAA, we understand it's never just the lockout. That's why we're dedicated to helping you with quick personal service to get you moving again. AAA. We're not just about cars. We're about you. Call 1-800-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. Join now and get $10 off a basic membership. We now join the new Diet 7-Up Taste Challenge already in progress. Okay, I want you all to try this, and then just say the first thing that pops in your head. Amazing. Yeah. Mm, totally. <laughs> There's more flavor. Yeah, more natural flavor. Mm -hmm. More lemon-lime flavor. Yeah, you're both right. There's more natural lemon-lime flavor. Yeah, the lemon-lime flavor is totally zesty. Zingy. Zippy. With zero calories. What is it? Yeah. New Diet 7-Up. Diet 7-Up is new? Yeah, it's been totally reinvented with mm. more natural lemon-lime flavor than ever. It's totally refreshing. I love I it. I know. Oh, and it's diet, too? And where's the aftertaste? Now, yeah. that is refreshing. <laughs> Here's to more flavor in our lives. Try new Diet Diet 7-Up, now with more natural lemon-lime flavor than ever. Diet 7-Up, totally reinvented, totally refreshing. Stop in to your nearest grocery or convenience store today and pick up the new Diet 7-Up. Diet 7-Up has been totally reinvented and still has zero calories. Taste the new refreshing burst of lemon-lime flavors in Diet 7-Up today. You knew you couldn't go on like this. Alcohol was ruining your life. But there was no way you could take time away from work to get help. Until now. Sundown Am Ranch Outpatient Program fits your schedule and it works. Sundown Am Ranch, located outside of Yakima, Washington, offers individual, group, and family counseling, plus relapse prevention services. Their nationally recognized drug and alcohol treatment programs will put you on the road to recovery. Get your life back on track. Go online at www.sundown.org to learn more. Welcome back once again. I'm Neil Scott, uh, Recovery Coast to Coast. We are on location at Sundown M Ranch in Yakima, Washington. It's our salute to successful addiction treatment, what it is, why it is, and where it is. And one of the places it certainly is is in Yakima at Sundown M Ranch. Michael Davidson is nice enough to join us for a few moments. Uh, he's on the staff here at Sundown. He's a house manager. 
What does a house manager do? Well, pretty much a house manager um, is support staff. And so anything that the counselors, management, um, and especially our clients need, um, that's what we do. How long have you been here? Um, uh, June, it'll be four years. Really? Yeah. How did you happen to wind up here at uh, Sundown? I'm from the Bay Area. So I was in active addiction, and um, I was able to come up here and go to treatment. And after treatment, I just decided to stay. And did you go through treatment here? Yes, I did. You did? Yes. Take us back to that decision to go into treatment. How many times did you go through treatment, by the way? Um, well, uh, I've been to treatment twice. Mm -hmm. um, the f both times were here. Mm -hmm. uh, the first time, I w just came here because I didn't want to go to jail. Mm -hmm. um, and the second time... Night from the judge? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, so the second time I came here, um, was an intervention and, um, I was, by that time I was really ready. Mm. What was different from the first time to the second time as far as the treatment experience? Well, you know, the first time I don't, I don't really remember a lot about mm -hmm. it. I know I didn't pay attention and, um, um, I wasn't really willing. Just doing the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the second, uh, time I came through, I, uh, um, I listened in, you know, in the lectures and, and, and I did what they told me to after I got out and, uh, so far it stuck. How bad did it get for Michael? Pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. Um, you know, I was doing doing stuff that I never thought that I would be doing, you know, um, just to get high and, and, and stuff like that. And so by the time, um, by the time the intervention came and, and, and the, inter the intervention sprung from me, um, stealing a bunch of stuff from my family. And so by the time that, that, that came, I knew, you know, I mean, I knew I was bad and, um, there was no, you know, I was either going to die or I was going to, was the intervention a surprise to you? Yes, it was a big surprise. Surprise party. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Big, big surprise party. And and the, the, they sent you back. How how much time did you put together after your first round here at Sundown? I would say maybe an honest month. Mm. Okay. You know. Um, and then, you know, I wasn't going to meetings. I wasn't doing anything that, uh, that was suggested I do. You were working Michael's program. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, and then as soon as, uh, you know, as soon as the girlfriend broke up with me. Mm -hmm. There's a good excuse. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Off and running. Oh yeah. yeah. My goodness. So you, you come back here and you, you go through treatment and now, uh, four years in recovery. How difficult was that first year of your four year journey? It was, journey? it was pretty difficult because I didn't know what to expect, mm. you know, I'm, um, you know, I mean, every emotion, every, everything I was doing was new, you know, cause I had been using for most of my life. What was your primary drug? I don't like to say drug of choice for an addict. There is no choice. Yeah. What was your primary drug? Uh, methamphetamine. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and you know, of course everything that comes along with that, you know, stealing, of course. And, you know, all, all that stuff. I really, once I got sober, I realized how much I, I liked to steal and lie to people and, and, and stuff like that. And so um, even like that stuff was, was almost as hard as not getting high again, was learning how not to steal from people and learning how to tell the truth no matter what, you know. Um, Scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a trip. Mm, you know? mm. when, after you went through treatment, you, you, you got out. What was the reaction of your family members? Um, they were surprised that I was willing to stay up here. 
you know, and just um, um, very, very proud, you know. Um, What'd you do for work up here? Um, well, uh, um, for the first six months I was up here, I was uh, looking for work, looking for mm -hmm. work. I couldn't find any um, any work anywhere, and uh, so I started applying here, and they they hired me. It is a family here. Oh yeah. How has that helped your recovery? Tons. You know, it it, it uh, it's just nice to know that. I mean, it's really nice to work in an environment where, where I can come to work and have that kind of messed up head, come to work and 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 talk with some coworkers and 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 you know, I mean, it's not, it's not like oh my god, he's crazy or you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just like a, a typical Wednesday, you know. Michael Davidson is joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. He is a house manager here at uh, Sundown M Ranch in Yakima, Washington. Our salute to successful treatment continues. When people come in, then you're probably one of the first people they really come in contact yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, as soon as they 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 check in with the admissions, um, they call us over and and we come get them and take them to their room, and do their first bit of bit of paperwork. What is that conversation like walking from here to there? It's it it's usually pr pretty sad. Mm -hmm. You know, I always have the tendency. Uh, you know, it's like I'll walk over here and then, you know, hey, how you doing? And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, I know how they're doing. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, usually it's it's uh, it's a pretty sad deal. Do you share with them that you were where they are? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you get them checked in. How's that first week for a new patient? It's definitely a, a learning process. Mm -hmm. You know, um, 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 they're taking in a lot of stuff. Our facility is kind of you know, on a big chunk of land. And so first week, everything seems really scattered and, and far away. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and, and they're always getting turned around and, and stuff like that. But you know, I'm the way the program is here. I've noticed that, uh, as far as the groups go, as soon as you introduce a new patient to their group, it's like their group really surrounds them and, and, you know, hel helps them out until next thing you know, they're doing the same. Do you find there's a difference between the people who are coming through for the very first time have never had a treatment experience as opposed to someone who has been through treatment numerous times? Oh, yeah. Usually the, the ones who have been through numerous times know the lingo. They know, you know, kind of... Some arrogance there? Yes, yes. You know, know the lingo, know, know what to say and when to say it and... and know you know how to feel when they should feel that way and and as to somebody who's in their first treatment experience everything's really new and raw and you know they they don't know what to expect and so it's really you know it's just kind of it's a lot more real <laughs> michael davidson joining us tonight on recovery coast to coast house manager at sundown m ranch in yakima washington you get to see a lot of people when they're at their sickest yeah do you see them when they're in recovery um for a few who decide to stick around in the area, mm -hmm. you know, we have a lot of recovery housing here in Yakima. For the ones who stick around and move here, you know, I see them at meetings and, and, mm -hmm. and around town and stuff like that. But for everybody else, it's just pretty much the 21 to 28 days from the day they check in until when they graduate. But even that is like night and day, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, we have people come in here fresh off the street, you know, heroin junkies. Yeah. And by the time they leave, they have a little belly on them. They got color back, <laughs> you know. And, and probably a lot of them don't want to leave. Yes, yes. 
because they, they develop a sense of family and perhaps for some the only family they ever, they've yeah. ever known. Yeah. You know, it's not bad to have somebody cook and, and do your laundry for you, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I got you. Michael Davidson is joining us tonight. What does sundown mean to you working here, having been through here, having this program save your life? Hmm. Um, well, like a lot of my family has worked here. Um, I have the honor to work here. I have the honor to have been to have gone through here. To me personally, there really is no no way to describe the love and the feeling I have for this place and for what we do here. You know, I feel it's a very special, special place. It it means the world to me. I honestly don't think I could be who I am today if it wasn't for Sundown Ham Ranch. Pretty powerful statement. Yeah. Michael Davidson, he is the house manager, one of the house managers here at Sundown M Ranch. I thank you so much for your time. Thank you. We'll be right back. I'm Neil Scott. The program is Recovery Coast to Coast. Are you afraid? Afraid of life without drugs and alcohol? Well, you know, there is help and there is hope at Sundown M Ranch. They'll focus on you and your disease, and you'll discover the dependence on drugs and alcohol is not living at all. Sundown M Ranch is a nationally recognized alcohol and drug addiction treatment center outside of Yakima, Washington. They'll help you reclaim your life and transform your fears into hope. Take the first step right now. Go online at www.sundown.org. I promise to hug my husband. I promise to eat a vegetable as big as my head. What promises have you made today? I promise not to paint the living room. American Family Insurance knows promises are easy to make. Until my wife picks out a color she likes. But they're not always easy to keep. At American Family, the commitments we make are commitments we intend to keep. Because our promises are the foundation of relationships we've built with generations of policyholders. I promise to take my dog for a walk. We promise to treat your family like our family and give you honest, straightforward answers. We promise. I like taking my dog for a walk. Visit AmFam.com to find an American Family Agent near you. American Family Insurance. All your protection under one roof. American Family Mutual Insurance Company and its subsidiaries. Home Office, Madison, Wisconsin. First, your child's heart rate and blood pressure will drop. Your child may experience nausea and want to sleep it off. Hopefully, your child will resist that urge and won't slip into a coma or die from this prescription painkiller overdose. Of course, kids who learn about the dangers of drugs from their parents are 40% less likely to abuse prescription drugs than those who don't. So talk to your child now, and there's a pretty good chance that this will never happen to your child. For more information, visit drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for a Drug-Free Washington in America. Need professional-looking documents? Office Depot can help. From small jobs to bound presentations, bring in your document or submit it at officedepot.com. We'll ship virtually anywhere. Plus, our work is backed by the Office Depot Satisfaction Guarantee. Office Depot, taking care of business. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. Welcome back once again. Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. It is great to have you with us. I'm Neil Scott. We are on location up in Yakima, Washington at the Sundown M Ranch Treatment Center. Our salute to successful addiction treatment continues. 
what it is, why it is, and where it is. We've had the opportunity to talk to a number of people who are on the front lines of treating alcoholics and addicts, helping them find the road to recovery. And joining us right now is Chuck Buttry. Uh, Chuck is the clinical director at Sundown. Chuck, welcome to the program. Thank you. How big of a staff is the clinical director responsible for? Around 60. 60 people? Yes. What is your average day like? What do you do? I deal with counselors. I talk with the counselors daily. We staff patients. Uh, we do patient reviews. That's where we meet with the patient and the counselor if there's mm-hmm. a problem or uh, something needs to be worked out. You're relatively new to the field. Uh, you've only been here, what, 37 years? This is my 37th year. How long have you been in recovery? One more year than that. Ah, okay. <laughs> Tell me how you wound up here at Sundown, Chuck. After going through treatment, I was asked to come back about a year later for an interview, and I interviewed, and I started out as support staff. The day I started out as a support, support staff, I started back to school, and then I was a house manager in the evenings, uh, taking care of the patients, making sure they were safe, and about 11 months later, I went into counselor training. Chuck Buttery is the clinical director here at Sundown M Ranch. It's amazing the number of staff here who have been former patients. Yes, we have uh, a good share of them have been former patients, and it just it just seems to work out that way. These are the people that come back and talk to us and are interested in going to school, and they're willing to put some time in as a house manager, and and we take the ones that do well at that, and uh, we have a foundation that that helps them go to school. We make sure that they get their hours, that they're supervised well. They take their test and they become CDPs and become one of our counselors. They have passion for the work and they have compassion for helping people. Yes, that's who we look for. Mm -mm. We tell people we don't hire them for what they know, we hire them for who they are. What happens on a typical day in treatment? Oh, the patients uh, get up in the morning, 7.30, they have breakfast. They have some free time until 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock is an educational session. 10 o'clock, they have uh, group therapy. Uh, 11.30, quarter to 12 is their lunchtime. 1 o'clock is another educational session. 2 o'clock, it's back in group. At 3 o'clock, they either have free time or gym time Mm -hmm. until 5.30, and then there's dinner. Then there's an educational session at uh, 6.30. And then they have some free time and study time in the evening. At what point do you bring the family into the process? Ideally, to bring the family in is after the 10th or 12th day. It mm-hmm. gives a patient time to get comfortable, gives them time to their defenses lessen. Mm-hmm. And we bring the family in uh, at that time. They help the, the patient see the how serious that their problem is. We educate the family. I did family counseling for many years, and I never talked to a family, even though they said they didn't blame themselves. By the time I was in the session with them, that the self-blame came out, mm. and we give them some education and help help lessen that self-blame. How important is that family program? I'd say the family program is, is one of the main things we mm. do here. Without the family program, we wouldn't have the program we do. It, it allows the patients to, to see how the family's really been affected. And it allows the family to get some relief here. It's a three-day session. We put the patient and the family together. It turns into very caring uh, sessions with some contracting and such. 
What is the biggest challenge for people staying in recovery after they leave here? They're in this cocoon for 21 days or 28 days in the adolescent program, and then they have to go out into the community, back to the people, places, and things that they were around when they were using. Mm -hmm. Talk about that transition and the importance of maybe the first 30, 60 days outside of sundown. Pierre Brown said that treatment was uh, discovery and aftercare out there was recovery, and that's yeah. really true. People, we're like a hardware here. We help people pick up some new tools. It's different for each. We have individualized uh, to keep up with the new tools. Uh, they just don't make it. What are some of the tools that you provide the patients when they leave? The tools, I, I think it's, it's, it's looking at themselves, seeing what changes they need to make. Most people that come in here, they may have a, the ego on the outside, the, the, the egos, the false pride and everything, but underneath that there's a lot of pain. And I think one of the main changes here is to learn how to deal with that pain that we've uh, been packing, we've developed mm -hmm. through our guilt, the shame, and learn to uh, verbalize that, to talk to other people and ask other people for help. Mm. You know, it's it's not real complicated. All they have to do is uh, take a good look, be honest, and ask people for help. And when they ask for that help is to follow it. And, and recovery is a process. And, you know, when we talk about treatment, we often too readily say, well, we have 21 days of treatment. Well, 21 days of inpatient treatment as a first step in the recovery process. You, you don't come out the other end of 21 days healed. No, it's just like a garden. All we do is we plow the ground a little bit, and they grow out there. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, the seeds. And, and I'm sure they grow in the, the 21 days to the point where I would imagine some people come up to that graduation day, and they don't want to leave. Sometimes they don't. We've had people come and say, gee, I'm not ready to go home yet. And they get honest about some, some things that they need to deal with, and, and we will extend people. Uh, we extend people who are are willing to work the program. What's the biggest challenge to staying in long-term recovery? I believe the, the cravings is one of them. The people who don't deal with the cravings and go back into the old environments and, and don't talk about it and try to do it on their own without asking for help, I think that's one of the biggest mm. roadblocks there is. They say the only thing you need to change is everything. Yeah. <laughs> What's the biggest mistake that you see that patients make after leaving treatment? Is not going to AA and not getting involved yeah. in follow-up. I clear people to come back to treatment, and I ask the question all the time: Is what what did you do when you left? And they say, I said, do you go to AA? They say, no. I said, did you get involved in aftercare? Mm -hmm. No. Did you hang around with the old people? Yes. <laughs> yes. And there you go. Mm -hmm. Chuck Buttry is joining us. He is the clinical director at Sundown M Ranch. As the clinical director, how do you deal with burnout among your counselors. These people see sick people day in and day out, week after week. I don't really have a problem with it. Uh, we talk. Uh, mm -hmm. We have open door policy. Uh, you'll find two or three counselors in my office and during free time. We have a lunch together. There's a lot of uh, people come in and talk about how they're feeling. People work a program. Mm -hmm. I think it's just as important for counselors to work a program of some type. If they don't, they don't talk about what's going on with them, then you then you end up with people who have problems. What are some of the changes that you've seen? Again, you've been here 37 years. Let's say in the last 10 years in terms of people coming into treatment, especially adolescents. There's been a lot of changes. 
Oh, I think the the onset of the OxyContin, the heroin use, uh, people come in now that are on heavy withdrawals from heroin. I think that's one of the biggest changes I've seen, especially with adolescents. Is it more difficult working with that population than the adult population? I'd say to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, uh, the, the youth that come in, that they need far more support and and just building a relationship with them than uh, the adults they've they're used to being around other people and they've been in, out socially mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, i think it's easier to build a relationship with them than it is with the youth and they're more mature obviously yeah. and yeah. the youth don't trust adults <laughs> 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 you know that goes clear back to that's us. right that's nothing new <laughs> chuck buttry is joining us clinical director here at sundown m ranch you see these patients when they are at the sickest do you see them in recovery in the community? Well, they come back, yeah, and we haven't come back here, and I'll get a call, and I have patients that I had over 25 years ago I still hear from. Really? Yeah, I get a usually a Christmas card or something, you know, that I still hear from. And, and I would imagine a lot of referrals to Sundown come from patients who have been here. Majority. Yeah. Majority of our referrals are still through the people, the families that come through here. They refer people, talk to other families, other parents. The treatment experience, it includes the, the components being individual and group therapy. You have some pretty darn good counselors here, don't you? Yes, we have we have many counselors here who have been here over 15 mm. years. Yeah, and, and that's a good sign, as, as I was telling uh, Scott Munson earlier. When people ask me, how do you find a good treatment center? I say, take a look at the staff. It's it's not the bricks and mortars. You obviously are in a beautiful facility here in the Yakima River Canyon, but it's it's not the facility. It's the people who are providing the treatment, and that's what makes a good program. Counseling staff that has been together as long as yours has, that speaks volumes to the successful program. People who really don't get invested in with with the patients and form relationships, they, they don't last. Mm. They move on. Let me ask you one final question, Chuck. And if you're just joining us, Chuck Buttry is the clinical director here at Sundown M Ranch. You've been here 37 years. You've seen an awful lot. What does Sundown M Ranch mean to you? Oh, uh, good guys. Next to my family, it is my family. You know, that's what it means to me. The patients here, uh, I could retire right now. I don't. I just, uh, mm. I really enjoy the, the patients. I enjoy what happens here. What do you say to a family member who says, you know, my husband or my wife or my son or daughter, we've tried treatment and it doesn't work? I usually ask them why they think it didn't work. Give it another shot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the day I believe somebody can't get into recovery, I probably won't do this anymore. He's doing it now. He's <laughs> Chuck Buttery. He is the clinical director at Sundown M Ranch. Thank you very much for your time, Chuck. Yeah. I'm Neil Scott, the program Recovery Coast to Coast. We will be back right after this. You have been listening to part one of Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on KHHO AM850 in Tacoma, Washington, and heard nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. We invite you to stay tuned for part two of Recovery Coast to Coast. In our next hour, we will feature an individual in recovery, sharing experience, strength, and hope about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery. 
If you've been in continuous recovery for at least a year and would like to share your story with others, please send us an email at recoverycoasttocoast at comcast.net. For more information about future programs, please visit www.recoverycoasttocoast.org where you can listen to, download, or podcast our last five shows, as well as find information on upcoming programs. This is KHHO AM 850 in Tacoma, Washington, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle. Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features, plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air. Here's your host, Neil Scott. Welcome back once again, Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. As you know, we have been doing a salute to successful addiction treatment. What it is why it is and where it is. Uh, And tonight we are in central Washington, just outside of Yakima at Sundown M Ranch. Truly one of the most successful treatment programs, certainly in the Northwest and probably in the country as well. Joining us in this segment is Dr. Fred Montgomery. Dr. Montgomery is the medical director of Sundown M Ranch and Kind of a newcomer to Sundown. You've been here, what, uh, 40 years? 43 years. Oh, my goodness. How did you how'd you happen to come here? And how did you get involved in the alcoholism field 40 years ago? It was uh, purely by accident. The accident started when I was a resident in at the University of Washington in psychiatry. And one of my patients at that time was involved with significant family difficulties and work-related difficulties. And through my residency, I saw this man and his family throughout probably two or three years of that program. There was no evidence that I ever talked about with him regarding the medical aspects of what was going on. It was all purely psychiatric sort of stuff. And I had no idea during this whole period of time that this man, Bob, was an alcoholic in partial recovery during this particular time, returning to drinking periodically, Mm -hmm. creating work-related and family difficulties. So I really, truly missed that entire process that was going on. When I left my residency program, which was three years, um, we all got drafted, and so I was drafted and and, uh, went into the Army for two years and came back from the Army and decided that I didn't want to go to Seattle anymore where I, where I grew up because it was raining all the time. I, I, wanted, I wanted to get to some place where it was a, a, a dry climate with close to mountains so I could go skiing all the time. Yakima fit that bill, so I came to Yakima. In, it's the Palm Springs of Washington. Exactly. And plus, it's got skiing nearby. So I came to Yakima. I was here for two years or so when I got this mysterious phone call from Bob. Bob was saying that he was working at a place called Sundown M Ranch. And I said, what's that? And what are you doing there? He said, well, you know, you probably didn't know this because you never asked me about it, that I was an alcoholic and, uh, and now I'm, I've been in recovery for a long time. 
Wow. And I'm, I'm the, the clinical director of this program at called Sundanam. And so he was asking me whether I would like to be a psychiatric consultant to this program. And so at that point, I had no money and my practice was just sort of beginning. I was certainly capable of wanting to do anything that I could do to make some money. So I said, sure, you know, I'll, I'll come down and, and you show me what you want and I'll see if I can do that. So I came down to Sundown. Uh, this was, it was in White Swan then. Met the uh, met Bob and renewed my acquaintance with him for all these years that I'd missed. Uh, and then met the uh, executive director who offered me this job. And the money was uh, extremely good for at that particular time. It was really, I, I, you know, he knew exactly what I was looking for, which was enough money to make this trip back and forth down there from Yakima. And the money was quite satisfactory to me. So I jumped on the chance, and, and they basically asked me, do you know anything about alcoholism? And I said, no, <laughs> but I'm willing to learn. Mm. So uh, that was the process of my involvement with Sundown, and, and from that point on, learning then began about chemical dependency and alcoholism. And you have gone on to a 40-year career with, uh, with Sundown. And th throughout the 40 years that you've been here, you've, you've treated you know, thousands and thousands of people. What does a medical director do? Well, basically, this is a, a non-medical facility. Mm -hmm. So I'm the only medical person here. Right. We have no nurses, uh, no one other than me. And so what I've done is to train all the people that have some connection with the medical aspects of this place, which involves medication use, mm -hmm. prescriptions that people have when they come here. I've trained all these people over all these years to, to function as nurses. So what I do is to see all of the kids. So we have a youth facility here, and there's generally between 20 to 30 or 40 kids that are here, both boys and girls. And so I see all of the all of those because I've always been a sort of a child psychiatrist at heart. So I, I see a lot of my training was always a lot a lot of kids. So I see all the kids, and I do a kind of a, what I call a quick and dirty psychiatric assessment <laughs> of all these 15-year-olds. And then uh, the medical problems that come in, I take care of as well, which include anything from asthma to uh, you know uh, various aches and pains to injuries to uh, diabetes and so forth with kids. With the adults, I just see the adults that have a specific medical problem, mm -hmm. either a psychiatric problem that they, that they, that they is aware to me, aware to our group, our staff, and whether they need to see me or not, I will see all of those, all the medical problems, so the heart diseases, the high blood pressures, the diabetes, and so forth. I manage all of those things while they're here at Sundown. Dr. Fred Montgomery is joining <clears throat> us on Recovery Coast to Coast, uh, our salute to successful treatment. We are at Sundown spending the night here talking about addiction and talking about recovery as well. Uh, you talked about the adolescents. What have you seen in terms of changes over the last 10 years in the adolescent population? So the changes uh, of adolescents have been significant over mm -hmm. the last 10 years. Um, and the significance is primarily the presence of marijuana, which was, would be the major drug that adolescents uh, use, has changed gradually, or not so gradually, actually rapidly, towards opiate dependence. Mm -hmm. And so kids are, are now snorting and smoking opiates, Percocet, Vicodin, at a higher percentage all the time. So the numbers of those kids are increasing significantly. And as a result of that, uh, heroin use is showing up in 15-year-olds, which is, I, I think, absolutely frightening to think about IV heroin use 
but that's really showing tremendous increases in numbers. How differently are they treated? They're treated in exactly the same way. The difference with them, however, is that they, um, and I've asked many uh, kids this, they are in love with heroin. And the, the term love is more typical of females that are involved with heroin. But with boys, it's, it's similar, but not quite as sexual, I suppose, with boys as, as it is with girls. But the romance with heroin is just enormous. And so it overtakes all other interests or needs. Are you seeing more girls or more boys? Both, exactly. Mm. Mm. But I think more girls are more connected with the romantic mm -hmm. connection with, with heroin, which eliminates the, the romantic connections with anybody else, in, including boys. And so that, that changes their lives in, a, in a, I think, a frighteningly awful direction. So how do you treat the heroin addiction? Uh, we treat it in exactly the same way as we treat uh, any other addiction. Mm -hmm. Because addictions are all addictions. They, you know, they all occur in the same way in the brain. They're actually the same. Do you use medicine? We, we don't use any medication while they're here unless they're in significant with drug withdrawal, which we'll use medications right. for, for detox. But if they're not, and then most of them are not, we don't use any medications while they're here. But before they leave, I will make the recommendation and suggest to all of them that are opiate dependent that they use a drug called naltrexone, which is an opiate blocker which will give them an, an insurance policy, essentially, when they leave to not use because the effect will be zero uh, in terms of the opiates. So those are the only medications that we use. And it's on discharge, started basically a week or so before they leave. Do you find most of them are pretty compliant when they leave? They're very compliant, and they're also romantically involved with opiates. And so that means that they listen, but they don't hear. And they are com compliant is a good word. They, they will do what they're supposed to do, but the desire to do something in the future is, is totally different. So we don't know what's going to happen with these kids. We also involve families. And so families are involved with these kids. And, and we're, we're hoping to encourage that the families act as supervisors of these kids to make sure they stay clean and sober. But again, the, this romantic connection is so strong that uh, at least I think that the families will need something more that will help them manage their children. Dr. Fred Montgomery joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. He is the medical director at Sundown M Ranch in Yakima, Washington, one of the truly great programs in this country. And when they get out, there's a discharge plan, correct? Yes. You mentioned families. What happens when they have to go back to a dysfunctional family? Maybe a family that's using heroin. And, and that is a problem as well, in, in that many of these kids do have dysfunctional families. And we're hoping that since we can identify these families, we know who they are that we're encouraging these kids to get involved with other non-familial activities to help their recovery process begin. And that will be a 12-step program, Narcotics Anonymous or AA, uh, which will give them some modeling that will be normal modeling instead of at modeling from a dysfunctional family. What is the length of treatment? Length of treatment uh, has been uh, 28 days but we've, we're beginning to change that process, and the, the change is all related to the fact that we're seeing kids that have this romantic connection to drugs or alcohol, mostly drugs, and that they're compliant but not learning mm -hmm. what they need to do. And so we're changing the program to, to focus primarily on, on step number one of AA, which is the acceptance that you've got a drug or alcohol problem, that it's, it's beyond your control, you, you, and you want to change it. I think most kids that we see don't want to do that step number one 
benefit. What we're doing at this time is a pre-step one program, hmm. which is trying to get kids to understand that there are consequences to their drug and alcohol use, and these consequences are potentially dangerous and damaging to their futures and their present with this process of a pre-treatment, which may go on for a week or longer, and it may include the family as well, will be designed to kind of convince them uh, of the fact that they have a problem that they need to do something about. So that program involves something called motivational learning, which is basically open-ended questions that don't require a, uh, a uh, black and white answer, but just some understanding of what is actually happening to them. We're also using something called the Seven Challenges, which is also a pre-step one program, which is designed to talk to kids about uh, do they have a problem or not, and does this really affect their lives? Do they really want to change it? And then the third process that we've got going now is called the State of Change Inventory, which is an old idea that looked at whether people want to make changes or not. So it doesn't make any difference whether it's any, whether it's any sort of a problem. If you view the problem as a problem, then more than likely you want to, you'll want to make some changes. If you don't view the problem as a problem, then why should you make any changes? And so the changes are viewed as pre-contemplation, contemplation, and action. Pre-contemplation means I'm sort of thinking about it, maybe it's, it might be a problem. And then contemplation is, I, I'm pretty serious about this. Uh, it's, I, think, I, I think it more than likely is a problem. I don't, think about, I don't know whether I want to do anything about it or not. And then the third one is, I know it's a problem, I see it's a problem, and I want to do something about it. So those are these three states of changes. And we have an inventory that we can predict where people are. For the most part, kids are in the pre-contemplation stage. They're in the stage, well, I think it might be a problem, but I doubt it. And so all these pre-programs are designed to kind of move kids into the state of contemplation. I think this might be a problem, but I'm willing to do something about it. And so that's kind of where we're head heading at this point. Dr. Fred Montgomery joining us tonight. Uh, we're at Sundown M Ranch in Yakima, Washington, talking about adolescence and opiate addiction. I asked about the length of stay. Obviously, it's, it's 28 days inpatient, but recovery is a process, and it continues on. What about continuing care for these adolescents regarding Sundown? So continuing care is, is critically important. And again, our, our plan here, since we're, we're using more time in this pre Mm -hmm. pre-treatment sort of area. We're extending the treatment amount to 35 to 45 days instead of 28 to facilitate this, this increased demand of this new sort of a program going on. When they leave here, they're all connected with local recovery programs uh, that are in their areas, whether they're outpatient programs or other very specific chemical dependency programs in their areas that they can receive regular treatment from. We also refer everybody back to their family docs who may be seeing them for various things so that the family doc is aware that they've got this other medical problem that they have, which is, which is the drug addiction, and so that the family doc will be aware of this in their, in their medical visits as well. What do you see as some of the challenges going forward in treatment? I think the challenges are the, the power of drugs that are currently showing up. The power is, is increasing. So for example, with marijuana use, in the old days of the 60s, it was a fairly relatively mild drug of 1% THC. That current high quality growing of marijuana, which will occur in legal states such as ours, the potency will go up to say eight or 9% THC. 
So that, that is a huge percentage increase, meaning the power is much greater. And then you can add power by simply creating more of a hash oil connection with marijuana, which is being done now with butane and other kinds of extractants mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to change this 9% THC to, say, 20 or 30% THC. And suddenly you're getting a very powerful drug that's involved. And so that's the challenge, is to how, to how do kids deal with this massively increase of power? Uh, this is certainly seen with the opiates, when the powerful opiates, such as Percocet or Vicodin, are supplanted by even more powerful ones, such as Dilaudid or uh, Oxycontin or the, the long-duration long uh, oxycodones. Mm -hmm. um, and then you, then you add uh, even more potent opiates, and especially uh, illegal opiates that are, that are also uh, far more potent than the others. So consequently, the challenge is huge with, with this increase of potency. What about relapse rates? Relapse rates are probably, in the adolescent group, probably 25% mm. of kids will stay sober for a year, which is pretty good, actually. About 25 more percent, or, or roughly totally 50%, will stay sober and or reduce their use of drugs or alcohol. And the reduction is important as well because it gives them a chance to kind of modify their behavior to actually see whether they can function better without as much drug use. So that's poss possibly, that's, that's effective as well. So that means probably 50% of kids will relapse frequently. That frequency is increased significantly as well. So that's one huge goal uh, of how to help kids not relapse. One of our parts of our programs would be to do what, what would be called relapse prevention, which is teaching them uh, tools to avoid the typical issues that will lead to relapse, such as friends that are using, families that are using, a reduction of their belief that the drug is a problem or not. Final question, what are some of the barriers to these kids getting into treatment? There are huge barriers. Financial, think, obviously, would be one. Financial is, the, is probably the number one barrier. And that the financing is getting more and more difficult. I think with the Affordable Care Act coming, no one really knows how this is going to impact the treatment organizations for drug addiction. It's, it's simply unclear. The nice thing about it is, is that parity, which means that mental illnesses and the drug addictions are part of mental illnesses. They're really not mental illnesses per se, but they are part of the nomenclature of mental illnesses. Parity means that mental illnesses and physical illnesses are treated the same, which is in the Affordable Care Act. So that's a positive thing. But how this is actually implemented is something that's completely unknown. And so we're predicting that there may be some difficulties with implementation. The other fact is that the other problem is that families may want to avoid considering treatment for their kids because of the fact that it'll make their kids mad at them. Uh, the kids will even do worse in school than they're currently doing. Or seemingly effective kids such as athletes or good students who are using will say, what the heck, and w when the parents are be becoming more pressured with them, they'll say, well, we'll show you that we can really go downhill. So there's the families have a fear that if they bring this subject up to kids, that they may create more problems than if they don't. The reality is that the problems are going to be there anyway, and if they don't bring it up, then the disaster is right around the corner. It's only going to get worse. Only get worse. Dr. Fred Montgomery, nice enough to join us on Recovery Coast to Coast, medical director at Sundown M Ranch. He's been here for 40 years. He's, he's seen a lot of addiction, and you've seen a lot of recovery as well. I have a lot of recoveries. We're going to take a short time out. We'll be back with more. I'm Neil Scott. Recovery Coast to Coast continues next. 
These days, we talk about everything. I've been sober now one year, three days, and counting. My sister was restructured at work after 10 years. Welcome to the new normal and to cards for the new normal. New Journeys cards from Hallmark. My girlfriend sent me a card that said I'm really something to celebrate. Encouragement cards for all the stuff we face today. I actually found a card that says, sorry you lost your job. Journeys, new cards with real words for real life. Only at today's Hallmark Gold Crown stores. Are you afraid? Afraid of life without drugs and alcohol? Well, you know, there is help and there is hope at Sundown M Ranch. They'll focus on you and your disease, and you'll discover the dependence on drugs and alcohol is not living at all. Sundown M Ranch is a nationally recognized alcohol and drug addiction treatment center outside of Yakima, Washington. They'll help you reclaim your life and transform your fears into hope. Take the first step right now. Go online at www.sundown.org. Your daughter's wasted. Again. You ignore it. You get help. Before long, she's been arrested. Before long, she's been promoted. You post bail. You congratulate her. And then her addiction really takes and off. And then her career really takes off. She stops in from time to time for she money. She stops in from time to time for coffee. But then it's right back to the street. But then it's right back to the office. Years later... The police stop by. Years later, your daughter and son-in-law stop by. They've got bad news. They've got good news. She's gone. She's expecting. You cry. Choose to help a loved one struggling with drugs or alcohol. It could change everything. For more information or help, call 800-662-9111. Here is something to think about. Problem gambling is exactly that, a problem. Looking for a solution? Well, there is a way out. And there is help for you or someone you love who's caught in the web of problem gambling. Help is as close as your phone. Call the Washington State Problem Gambling Helpline, 1-800-522-4700. For confidential help and free information, call a real winning number, 1-800-522-4700. They have the solution for problem gambling. I lie to all my friends. I mean, I look right at my kids and lie to them. I make excuses to my family. I make excuses to the people at work. I hide the truth from everyone. Cover up at family holidays. You know, act as if everything's okay. Pretend I'm happy. Every day, I deceive everyone close to me. This man isn't addicted to drugs or alcohol. He's just addicted to covering up for someone who is. He thinks it helps, but it doesn't. Find out what does. For more information or help, call 800-662-9111. Nothing destroys young lives and tears families apart like chemical dependency. But you have the power to put the pieces back together again with one call to Sundown M Ranch. Sundown's nationally recognized program and professionally certified staff treat each individual teen with care and compassion. Safe, gender-separate, successful treatment. Sundown M Ranch helps put families back together. 1-800-326-7444. 1-800-326-7444. Call today. Reason number 22 to switch to GEICO. We think renters are cool. Now, we don't know if you were born cool or if it's just all the cool stuff you have in your apartment. The point is, if you want to protect your considerable coolness, ask GEICO about renters insurance. For as little as $12 a month, you can protect all the stuff you hold near and dear, including that combination flat-screen TV espresso machine. Now that is cool. For a fast, easy rate quote on renter's insurance, visit Geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. Our next exercise, killing spider in bathroom. As you hear your wife scream, begin with a light jog, then run to bathroom. 
four, three, two, one. Find spider on wall and squat and squash. Squat and squash. Spider lunges at you. Now scream like a schoolgirl. Good. And sprint. Now run. Life is exercise. Snickers Marathon is energy. Great tasting, nutritious, long lasting energy for the demands of your day. Grab a Snickers Marathon in the energy bar aisle. Starbucks at home. Available where groceries are sold. Today is the day. Think earlier. Brew Starbucks at home. Available where groceries are sold. Yeah, I've been drunk in the last 30 days. And how old are you? 13. Do your parents know? No. In Washington, one in six eighth graders used alcohol in the past month. I'm Governor Gregoire. We can keep kids alcohol free if we start talking now. About how many times have you had five or more drinks in a row this month? Maybe three. And how old are you? Fifteen. For more information, visit StartTalkingNow.org. That's StartTalkingNow.org. Welcome back once again to Recovery Coast to Coast. I'm Neil Scott. We are on location at Sundown M Ranch. This is our year-long Salute to Successful Treatment, and this is one of the most successful treatment centers that I know about. It's Sundown M Ranch. It's located in Yakima, Washington. We're delighted to be out here this evening and talking to a number of people who are intricate to the recovery process. They're treatment professionals. Michelle Graham is joining us. She's a frontline counselor here at Sundown. Welcome to the program. And thank you. How long have you been here? I have been here for nine years. Nine years. And as a counselor, do you deal with families? Do you deal with individuals? Uh, what, what is your role? What's a typical day for Michelle? Typical day is for me is I'm definitely meeting with the patients. Um, patients come in with stressors, trauma, you know, in their life, and I will meet with the patients, and we have 150 minutes of group therapy time a day. I also um, have contact with family members at least once to twice a week, depending on if needed more. Continue to do lectures. Yeah. What's, what's a typical day like for the patient here at Sundown? You know, um, when they enter, it, it, it's really crazy because it's a 21-day treatment program. And what I've seen is that when patients enter, what they may start their typical day out being with having a hard time being here and stressed out and not knowing how to deal without the chemicals, by the time, you know, the, within the middle of, of their stay, their moods and their minds and everything changes. It's pretty cool within mm. a 21-day period having somebody come in with so much, you know, feeling so hopeless and... And angry. And, and angry and bitter and, and that, confused yeah. and losing um, family and strained relationships. And by the time they come, to, for me, being able to see them live with a little bit of hope is amazing. When people come into treatment in denial. Mm -hmm. How difficult is it to break through that and get to the reality of the situation? You know, th there again, it, de it depends on each specific mm -hmm. individual. Um, some people come in with the stronger denial. Um, I really believe um, having one-on-ones helps the patient, but I see a lot of the power come within the group therapy process where 
patients are able to hear and open that delusion within their own. You know, um, some patients may go through and a little bit of delusion and denial is open, but with other patients, just depends on where they're at and their willingness to surrender and take guidance from someone or some facility that's willing to help them. Michelle Graham is a counselor here at Sundown M Ranch. Take me through the patient's typical day. The typical day. Well, they wake up um, in the morning. Breakfast is served. They, uh, what time do they get up? They get up. It, it depends. Some patients will get up at 5. Some will get up at 5.30. They like to wake up, do exercise. There's exercise, open gym in the morning. But breakfast is served starting at around 7, 7.30. And so all patients will um, have breakfast. <clears throat> and then um, also they are responsible to have a journal that is um, written in and turned in every day. So um, they wake up, they have breakfast, turn their journal in, and then they have about an hour's time to get their medications. They have a, they have a lecture in the morning at 9 o'clock. Uh, from 9 to 10, and then at that, after that, we'll have group therapy for an hour and a half, and then it's lunchtime. So, Do, Does each patient have to participate in all of that? And what happens if they don't want to? Well, and, and again, there again, this is individualized treatment. Um, you know, we it, we deal with that when that happens. Uh, patients, they are they are recommended and they need mm-hmm. to be in all functions at all times. However, again, you get people who are coming in not living with any guidance or any rules within their life, and then they come in and we mm-hmm. start throwing all these things and, and they're learning how to live life on life's terms. So, you know, we deal with it and we'll meet a patient where they're at to the best of our ability. Structure but, and accountability? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so when they go through the typical day, what, what is an evening like here? Do they have free time? You know, um, the evenings, we um, have them pretty well um, busy. Uh, There's first week functions for patients who come in at the same week. They're all going through different Mm -hmm. areas and learning different, um, like, uh, journaling techniques, spirituality techniques, uh, recovery plans. You know, and we have that for each individual, one, two, and three weeks. And then they do have some free time in the evening. Patients are able to watch recreational films. And they also have a structured educational film. And and meetings at night occasionally? And and we Mm -hmm. have two meetings. Two meetings a week. Mm. Yeah. What about outside meetings for the patients? There, right now at this point, there is no outside mm. meetings. So it's all contained. It's here. all contained here. What about the family program when the family comes to town? How does that affect the individual's progress in treatment? Wow, um, the family program I would have to say is pretty amazing. Working here as long, um, I've been in a women's group facilitating for the past five years. You know, what I've seen is there. I've seen individuals who come in and they really struggle with that delusion and denial you would, were talking about. And it's amazing when the parents or the loved ones come in and they're wearing a different set of goggles that the patient wear that aren't as diluted and distorted. Get a little different they, uh, take on the situation. They do. They get a lot more clarity. And I've seen uh, patients who have struggled through all the way up to the family program. And once family happens, mm. you know, the delusion, the denial, the the pain, 
the acknowledgement, the yeah. accountability is taken. So it's pretty amazing. I, I certainly know from dealing with have, having been in this field for quite some time, the importance of a family program. Let me ask you this, Michelle. What happens when a person comes in that doesn't have a family? That That is pretty tough, and it, and it does happen. You know, I've had that happen a few times. For me, what I've had to do and help them deal with is looking at how their use is impacted and be able to process through those feelings of what it's like not to have a loved one. Then there's the patient that has a dysfunctional family yeah. that may in fact be sicker than the patient. Yeah. And oftentimes patients are very nervous about inviting their families who are maybe in active addiction yeah. and they have a lot of shame around their addiction and along with the family's addiction. And we don't discriminate, you know, we definitely have had family members. This is, this is a family disease and hopefully, you know, patients, they, they can talk about that. Um, some patients refuse to. Mm. What's the role of spirituality in this whole process? Patients will work up into step five by mm -hmm. the time they graduate from, from sundown in the 21-day program. Being steps two and three is the spiritual aspects of it. The spiritual part, we definitely encourage that. Mm -hmm. I know without my own personal spirituality, I, I don't believe I would be where I'm at today. It's that huge mm -hmm. piece. Mm -hmm. A lot of times the patients will get spirituality and religion confused yes, and help them see that. And I also, you know, it's for me, I, I connect that with the patients. I'm in a women's group. And to me, just to see the spirituality, part of spirituality is being so desperate and hopeless and um, not having much faith in where your life is going to be. But yet you're sitting around a group of women mm. laughing, knowing that everything can possibly work out and be okay. Each day you're around very sick people who are trying to get well, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. What does Michelle do to take care of herself? You, you can't give it away if you don't have it. What do you do to prevent burnout? You know, one thing I always tell um, and talk about is you know, the patients, I tell them that, that my job is not what keeps me sober. <laughs> you know, I, it's really important for me to work my own personal 12-step program before work, after work, mm -hmm. sometimes even while I'm at work. I have a strong network here with my sundown family that have um, helped me walk through some pretty big struggles in my life. Children and relationships and you know, family life. stress or just life. Yeah. It's really important for me for my spiritual wellness or my my recovery wellness is to reach out to the other people in the AA community who are gonna help me stay honest with myself and accountability along with working with my mm -hmm. sponsor mm -hmm. and um, you know, attending AA meetings. Michelle Graham is joining us tonight. She's a counselor here at Sundown M Ranch. Do you do groups? I do. And you do one-on-one -on -one as well? Do groups, one-on-ones, mm -hmm. yeah. Is there a difference here between the, the male patients and the female patients? Are they kept separate? What does that look like? Is it gender-specific? It's gender-specific groups, except for um, we do have relapse prevention group where it's not gender-specific, but the women are with the women and the men are with the men. Mm -hmm. They do have access in the halls with each other. It's not gender-specific right. uh, meetings or anything like that, but the group therapy is. 
Now, now when they leave here and, and, and go into the community and they graduate from the program, I would imagine that for some people it's difficult for them to graduate because they have found a family here and they don't want to leave. Right. Yeah. Definitely. They come back for continuing care? If they stick around the area of Yakima, we definitely offer continuing care outpatient treatment services. Mm -hmm. One thing that Sundown offers is we um, provide transportation if needed for those who have lost their license or don't have transportation within their... I know for myself, I didn't have a license or a car or family to really help me. And I went to outpatient here at sundown, and every night I had outpatient, the you know, the van would come pick me up, take me to outpatient, also drop me off. So it helped with my structure and accountability. You know, we have intensive outpatient, we have continuing care, and then we have monthly monitoring. Why'd you want to become a counselor? You know, <laughs> It's funny, there's a, a thing that my boss always says, and he says, it's not what you know, it's who you are. I had moved here from Chehalis, Washington, to um, just kind of relocate to live in an Oxford house, which I stayed there for 22 months. Mm. It helped save my life. And while living in the Oxford house, I had heard about sundown. I was going to outpatient here. Someone said, you should put in an application. And I just, again, there's that spiritual peace following direction, living my will and someone else's. And, having faith and put in my application. I had been a house manager for quite a while and my boss kept calling me in and said, when when are you going to go to school? When are you going to go to school? So finally I I, I took that message and I, I started school and I believe it's it's where where I need to be. There's no such thing as coincidence, it's God incidents. Yeah, definitely. What does sundown mean to you, Michelle? Sundown means everything. I have seen and Sundown has allowed me to grow as an individual. Before I came here to talk to you, I was thinking, you know, what, what is it that, that Sundown has given me? And it's given me a family. It's given me, you know, accountability. It's helped me learn to become an adult, um, to be responsible, find my work ethics again. It's, it's just um, I know that if not only does it give me my job, it's not just a job, it's part of who and what I've become. Since I've been here at Sundown, you know, they have walked with me through so many things. I've had two children in recovery and amazing. Michelle Graham joining us on Recovery Coast to Coast. Our salute to successful addiction treatment continues. Thank you so much for your time and continued Good wishes. Thank you. I'm Neil Scott. The program's Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. We are on location in Yakima, Washington at Sundown M Treatment Center. Thank you for calling AAA. How can I help you? Oh, great. Hi, we've got a major malfunction going on here. What's the problem, sir? Well, the problem is that some friends and I decided to go whitewater rafting down this river just outside of town. Sounds adventurous. Yeah, well, it was until one of us who kept his keys in his pocket lost them. Hello. <laughs> when he fell, oh, I'm sorry, was thrown out of the raft by some supposed That's tidal wave. Real big. <laughs> oh, so you locked out. Well, we were until our friend Brian came out with an extra set of keys. So you're not locked out. Uh, no. But Brian is. Nice job, Brian. The genius locked his keys in the car when he got out to give us our extras. Bummer. Exactly. Well, tell Brian to hang tight, and we'll be right out. Oh, you are the best. See, I told you, man. They're the best. At AAA, we understand it's never just the lockout. That's why we're dedicated to helping you with quick personal service to get you moving again. AAA, we're not just about cars. 
we're about you. Call 1-800-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. Join now and get $10 off a basic membership. If you're considering a career as a chemical dependency counselor, here are five reasons to enroll at the Institute of Chemical Dependency Studies. It's recommended for up to 24 hours of college credit by the American Council on Education, offers an accelerated distance learning program, is an ADAC-approved provider, and their training meets the criteria for the Certified Justice Professional Certification. Plus, student loans are also available. Start your career today. Call 866-523-2669 or go to www.cdstudies.com. We now join the new Diet 7-Up Taste Challenge already in progress. Okay, I want you all to try this and then just say the first thing that pops in your head. Amazing. Yeah, mm, totally. Mm, there's more flavor. Yeah, more natural flavor. Mm-hmm. More lemon lime flavor. Yeah, you're both right. There's more natural lemon lime flavor. Yeah, the lemon lime flavors. Totally. Zesty. Zingy. Zippy. With zero calories. What is it? Yeah. New Diet 7 Up. Diet 7 Up is new? Yeah, it's been totally reinvented with mm. more natural lemon lime flavor than ever. It's totally refreshing. I love I know. it. No. Uh, and it's diet too. And where's the aftertaste? Now, yeah. that is refreshing. <laughs> Here's to more flavor in our lives. Try new diet. Diet 7-Up, now with more natural lemon-lime flavor than ever. Diet 7-Up, totally reinvented, totally refreshing. Stop in to your nearest grocery or convenience store today and pick up the new Diet 7-Up. Diet 7-Up has been totally reinvented and still has zero calories. Taste the new refreshing burst of lemon-lime flavors in Diet 7-Up today. You knew you couldn't go on like this. Alcohol was ruining your life. But there was no way you could take time away from work to get help. Until now. Sundown Am Ranch Outpatient Program fits your schedule and it works. Sundown Am Ranch, located outside of Yakima, Washington, offers individual, group, and family counseling, plus relapse prevention services. Their nationally recognized drug and alcohol treatment programs will put you on the road to recovery. Get your life back on track. Go online at www.sundown.org to learn more. Welcome back once again, Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. We are on location, Sundown M Ranch. Sundown M Ranch is located in the middle of Washington, just outside of Yakima. It's our salute to successful addiction treatment. What it is why it is and where it is. We've had the opportunity to talk to a number of folks here involved in various aspects of treatment. Now, when people first come in, they go through the admissions process. So we have with us in this segment, Lisa Richards, who works in the admissions office at Sundown. Welcome to the program, Lisa. Thanks, Neil. Glad to be here. You are really the first contact or one of the first contacts that people have. Is it, is it usually with the patient or is it with the family member? We get a wide variety from patients or family members. A lot of times family members will call and um, want just some guidance from us of what they can do from their end of the um, their end of trying to get help for somebody. And we'll gather insurance information if parents have it on their children. Otherwise, we'll kind of walk them through the process of telling them that it's up to the patient to call in and talk to us and reserve their own bed date. So, so the patient eventually has to call and, and make that commitment himself or herself. Absolutely. Yeah. They have to get on the phone with us at some point. Otherwise we know they're not fully committed. Right. You know, 10 family members can want somebody to change right. until you want it yourself. You're not willing to do anything. You different. get a lot of reluctant people mumbling going, yeah, I want to go to treatment. 
No, I just had somebody hang up on me this morning. You really? know, a child. I mean, if a parent calls in, we right. can do, you know, initial portion, we can reserve bed dates with the parents, with minors, and then the minors have to complete the interview. But unless somebody's willing to participate, we're not a lockdown facility. Right. right. The only true lockdown facilities, as you well know, are jail and prison. That's so, right. That's yeah, right. And, yeah, if, so they and have for many be... people, if they don't go to treatment, that's where they will wind up. Right. Yeah. So yeah. A lot of times we tell family members, Dory or Dor B, you know, yeah. those are their options. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My goodness. How many calls do you field in a day or a week? Oh, my gosh. Quite a few. Crazy amounts. Yeah. No. You know, some, we can be on the phone anywhere from 30 seconds up yeah. to over an hour. Some of our calls, our intake interviews last about 40 minutes. We gather clinical not only for our purposes to, to make sure yeah. they're appropriate for our level of care, but also to present that to insurance because 90% of insurance companies require right. authorizations. Yeah. And, and the reality is a lot of people who call you, Lisa, and we're talking to Lisa Richards, if you just joined us, who works in the admissions office at Sundown M Ranch. A, a lot of the people who call, frankly, are, are, are not suitable for treatment here. Um, I'd say a small percentage. Mm-hmm. You know, either they're just too sick and they require a higher level of care, but most patients we can manage. Or insurance problems or... Or, yeah, yeah, or funding type issues. Yeah, exactly. What do you do with those? How how do you... Obviously, you want them to get help. Yeah. I mean, normally, you know, our cost of treatment here, I'm sure we can say it on the air, is for an adult program is $290 a day, and that's an all-inclusive cost for a 21-day program is $6,090, but that includes everything. So, you know, a lot of times family members can come up with that. And otherwise, insurance will cover a portion, or we refer them to other places where they might accept some state funding. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. A, meetings are basically free. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to toss That's a dollar right. in the basket an hour and you get That's free right. counseling. I mean, and you know, ironically, this is the only disease that I know of where people shop. Uh, yeah. If you were having a heart attack, you would not call around and say, uh, how much does it cost to get uh, open heart surgery at this your hospital? This is true. You should get three doctors' opinions, <laughs> you know? though, I always think. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, people do kind of, or they're reluctant. Yeah. yeah. We get a, we take a lot of jail calls. There are priority calls here because we know they have a, um, just a limited amount of time. And everybody uh-huh. has a different bottom. So it just depends upon what somebody's bottom is. And yeah. And you certainly know all about bottoms because you hit your bottom and wound up right here at sundown i did two and a half years ago as a patient here tell me how that came to be um a lot of denial and delusion for a lot of years i was um illicit benzo illicit opiate user Mm. and drank and i was classic textbook progressive disease and you know the drinking started as a teenager and progress from there until, you know, the super sick marriage and relationship where he was a dealer and I got whatever I wanted. I was stuck for seven years looking around at doctors trying to figure out what was wrong with my health and stuff. But this disease is, as the big book describes it, cunning, baffling, and powerful. powerful. Absolutely. I mean, I literally crawled into the hospital because I was in trouble again because he would withhold from me, um, you know, substances when I wasn't behaving. So, Mm, but mm. I liked them, you know, so I was hook, line and sinker. And so I ended up at the hospital just thinking that they'd admit me overnight and hocus pocus, I'd be cured. Ended up at comprehensive detox, the social detox program, stayed there a week and just people were put into my life that needed to be there at the time. There's amazing people that work down there and somebody got me on the phone with Sundown M Ranch and Came here and started to realize, you know, we start with step one out of the gate and you had a lot of and an amazing counselor here. Angels along the way. Angels along the way. Yeah. And I was at my bottom. I was literally on my knees and detox. You know, those are jail beds there and stuff. And 
Mm. I'm detoxing with heroin street users. And I look at them. I'm like, why, why are my withdrawals the same as yours? They're like, you're doing heroin in a pill. And I'm like, they're like, you're no better. I go, oh, mm. in fact, they're like, in fact, you're worse off because oh. your stomach is trashed. And so, oh. but no, I mean, it became a blessing. You know, if you would have told me three years ago, I'd be working here. I would have gone, what? I don't have a problem. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, I mean, how many jobs you get to work where people come up to you and say you saved their life or, mm. you know, people make you cry and oh. for good reasons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a lot that yeah. people always ask us what our success rate is. And it's like, if you follow every single direction, you will stay sober. Yeah. But this thing breathes down your neck. It wants you to go back out. Yeah, so Absolutely. I go to meetings, I have a sponsor, I participate in service work. I do everything I was told to do. Mm -hmm. And that's the key. Yeah, and if you don't do one thing, I think we brought in two or three 24 years. About today. Yeah. It is yeah, all, it is. All about it's, today. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Richards is joining us. Uh, she is the uh, admissions coordinator here at Sundown M Ranch. And she's also an alumni of the program. Do you remember when you made that first call to an admissions person? I do. I was basically drooling on myself in detox, and somebody said, I'm going to get you on the phone with one of my friends over at Sundown. And I was like, I think I've been told I need a bed, and somebody did the interview with me, the yeah, intake yeah, interview. Yeah. And I go, do you think I need to go there? They're like, yeah, probably a long time ago. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, what did you learn most in treatment? That alcoholism and addiction is a disease, that you're born with it and we don't have a choice. You know, people say, well, just stop drinking. But that's like everybody has an addiction, I think. Mm. You can't – at the end, you may think when you first start drinking, you have a choice. But at some point it turns on you and you have to drink or use to feel normal and to function. And then for so long you just numb your feelings and emotions that – you just don't know how to deal with life on life's terms. So here in treatment, first of all, day one, you start off with step one, which is admitting you're powerless over the disease and doing a thorough inventory of yourself and how you have been a volunteer. My counselor saying, I go, but he's crazy and, you know, he's trying to kill me and all of this. They're like, you're a volunteer in your life. And I was so mad. And I can't say the words on the, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I was so mad. And, you know, the women in my group, because you work, we work the same group the whole time you're here, we're revolving doors. So you're always having different people come and go. But just wrapping your head around the idea that I was a volunteer, nobody held a gun to my head and told me to do any of that stuff in my life. And I had a car with gas in it and I could have left at any time. Lisa so, Richards yeah. joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast uh, in the admissions uh, department here at, at Sundown M Ranch, which is a wonderful treatment center in, in the middle of uh, in Washington State, just outside of Yakima. T talk about the, the importance of the family here. The family program? Family or program. The family program. And we'll talk about the other family afterwards. Uh, I'm like, our work family? Um, so the family portion of the mm -hmm. program is um, we bring out a couple family members and put them up in accommodations here for two nights and three days to participate in treatment and counseling with the patient that's here. 
And now, how do they participate? Do they go to the groups? Do they go to the one-on-one? Do they go to all the things the patient goes to? They branch off and do a family counseling mm-hmm. for three days and two nights here. Mm-hmm. So, And I honestly cannot say exactly what happens there. My family was too angry and upset with me to participate. My daughters were young teenagers at the time <sighs> I came to treatment. And oh. so they were really upset, you know, knew that dad was out of the picture and they didn't really know what was going on. I had shut my parents out of my life for seven years. But the family portion is a huge component because the patient doesn't get to tell the family about all the horrible things that they did to them. The family Mm. gets to tell what the use had done to their life. It takes all players in a family to keep it going. It takes the codependent enablers to keep rescuing and rescuing. You know, it's like search and destroy and then rescue. And so it takes all players and... An alcoholic or addict is extremely manipulative. They're lying to themselves, so ultimately they can lie to anybody else if they can lie to themselves. So we give the family members tools of how to not play anymore, you know, to not play the game and make sure that there's boundaries, healthy boundaries put up in their lives to ultimately, you know, you can't save somebody, but you don't have to contribute to the disease. How does Lisa get along with her family today? We have an amazing relationship. Everybody's, I'm blessed that mm. I still had, you know, a huge family around and stuff that they they let me go long enough to save me. So, yeah. I mean, my daughters are late teenagers. What can I say? Suffering from the disease of adolescence. Yes, yes. And they definitely have the isms. <laughs> and so I make sure they have clear boundaries today on all that. Yeah, so. Yeah. But, you know, I take it one day at a time. And obviously, you know, their dad and I are you know, very sick people that deal with the disease that doesn't doesn't rest for a moment. So. We, talk, we talked about the personal family, but talk about the extended family, which is the people who work here. Uh-huh. Um, amazing group of people. Probably 85% of the people that work at Sundown, I'm not sure the exact statistic, but we're in recovery. So I don't know if you know alcoholics very well, but we're kind of a sensitive bunch. And um, we're nonprofit organizations, so we always are working on a skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. And so, but everybody in my department is in admissions is extremely compassionate and caring about what they do. There isn't one person out there that I would not put on the phone with anybody that I cared about to get in here. So, but you know, we have we're like you know a bunch of little two year olds out there sometimes. You know, we're like siblings. So, but in a good way, in a loving way. Yeah. What does Sundown and Branch mean to you, Lisa? They gave me my life back. Gratitude? Yeah. Lisa Richards, uh, admissions coordinator here at Sundown and Ranch, and a grateful person in long-term recovery, and a wonderful alumni as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank for you joining. so much for your time. I'm Neil Scott. The program is Recovery Coast to Coast. We'll be right back after this short timeout. First, your child's heart rate and blood pressure will drop. Your child may experience nausea and want to sleep it off. Hopefully, your child will resist that urge and won't slip into a coma or die from this prescription painkiller overdose. Of course, kids who learn about the dangers of drugs from their parents are 40% less likely to abuse prescription drugs than those who don't. So talk to your child now, and there's a pretty good chance that this will never happen to your child. For more information, visit drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for a Drug-Free Washington in America. Welcome back to Recovery Coast to Coast. I'm Neil Scott. Tonight, we have been saluting successful addiction treatment at Yakima's Sundown M Ranch, a great, great treatment program. It's located on 35 acres of land on the Yakima River Canyon just outside of Yakima, Washington. They treat over 2,500 people a year, founded by people 
people in recovery, for people seeking recovery. They're the oldest non-medical residential treatment center in the state of Washington and unquestionably the most affordable. If you would like to find out more about Sundown M Ranch, please visit their website, which is sundown.org. That's www.sundown.org. We want to thank the staff for allowing us to come in and take an inside look at treatment from the inside of Sundown M Treatment Center. Again, that website is www.sundown.org. Our salute to successful addiction treatment, what it is, why it is, and where it is. We'll see you next time on Recovery Coast to Coast. I'm Neil Scott. Das Vidanya. Listening to Recovery Coast to Coast, a program feature of the Nonprofit Alliance for Recovery. Recovery Coast to Coast is heard nightly from 10 p.m. till midnight Pacific Time, Monday through Friday, from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington. Carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and heard nationally in streaming audio. For information about future programs, please visit www.recoverycoasttocoast.org, where you can listen to, download, or podcast our last five shows, as well as find information on upcoming programs. Please join us next time when we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. The bright side of addiction is recovery. Recovery.